if I if I'm tired of sitting in it, then if I talk to you and tell you about it and tell you how I'm feeling, you're just gonna be tired of it too. Saying it out loud, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, it makes perfect sense because I'm afraid every time my back goes out and I go, honey, my back's out again, we can't go do this thing. It's like, okay, you're gonna get tired of me. I totally understand. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to help your struggling spouse. Yeah, that was good. I guess we'll have to use that. (laughs) You are hurting right now because of the lack of sun for a long period of time here. You get this way about every year, and that's why you're going on a cruise here in a month. Well, that's not why, but it's certainly going to help. help. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. The weather will be nice. Yeah. You get to spend some time at Disneyland and on a boat and in Mexico and with your daughter. All these wonderful things that's going to be just not... Portland and not gray and rainy and cold. Yeah, we've been we've been watching those house mo- videos. The yes. what's that called? The extraordinary homes, homes or something or whatever. on Netflix. Yeah, and and all the houses that <clears throat> we've seen so far are like near bodies of water or have pools. And, well, in pools, yeah. yes, but they're all in sunshine. Yeah. And very open air, lots of windows or windows that open, like floor-to-ceiling windows and wall-to-wall yeah. windows and open and birds and nature and sound. And it it just makes me, um, I don't know if it makes me feel better or worse. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I think that's what I need for an extended period of time. Yeah. But... We're going to have to become snowbirds. Snowbirds? Can they fly south for the winter? Yeah, old people who have to go to Florida <laughs> for, you know, between September and May. No, not September. September's pretty up here. Okay. We're going to get the November, fall. There, November to... November to May. March or yeah. April or June. <laughs> Is there anything that I need to be doing or makes us harder for you? Because you and I aren't the only ones who have a spouse, husband or the wife, who goes through some some dip in depression, whether it's weather related or whether it's mental health related or or grieving because something was lost. When one person is um, um, struggling or suffering or depressed, is there anything I'm doing that makes it worse? Um, I can't think of that, but I think what would make it easier is knowing that you're not getting tired. Like, I don't think I've really talked about it a whole lot this season. Yeah. Um, don't look at me like that. Okay. This is not going to become a habit of mine to be teary every time we do a podcast. But I guess you're just seeing the real the real stuff, So, which is probably good. What do the tears mean? Um, I don't know. They just... I don't know what they are. They're just there. But I I haven't talked about it a lot this season, I think, because we've had so much stuff that we're trying to do and and just get done, which has been necessary. But I I guess I'm just worried that talking about it or telling you that you'll get tired of hearing it or you'll think that there's something that I should be doing better that I'm not doing or 
Yeah. Are you I... afraid I'm going to be tired of you? You're going to use up all your points. Well, I don't. I wouldn't put it that way, but we talked about this in a couple podcasts ago um, about just feeling like you have had a low opinion of me. But if I start telling you about how I'm doing, how I'm really doing, that that's just going to validate what you think about me. Yeah. To be honest, even for my own self, sitting in it just gets tiring. Sure. So if I talk about it, then if I'm already tired of how I feel, if I talk about it, that means you're probably... You talk about Hold on. it. My throat is kind of closing off. If I if I'm tired of sitting in it, then if I talk to you and tell you about it and tell you how I'm feeling, you're just gonna be tired of it too. I can understand that fear. And and I and I saying it out loud, it's like, well that doesn't make any sense at all. No, it makes perfect sense because I'm afraid every time my back goes out and I go, honey, my back's out again, we can't go do this thing, or I just don't feel like going out and doing this thing. It's like, okay, you're going to get tired of me. I totally understand. Oh, honey. You can keep telling me, honey. I would like to hear words from your mouth when you're not doing good. You don't have to hide it from me. I don't want you to have to be even more alone in this. You think it would be easy. We're really good at a lot of stuff, but for what? It, why this is hard, particularly hard. With as much trust as we have and as much connection and as many tools and skills and all the things that we have I think sometimes even when your emotional state is not in a good place it's hard the the other things become loud and get in the way yeah so yeah your survival brain kicks in <laughs> Right? You want to make sure you keep yourself safe and you don't do anything that's going to compromise the love that you get from me or other people. Or or that. I think and it also plays into that being seen piece. Yeah. I don't like to. Not that I'm aware that I don't like to be seen as. Well, I guess, I guess maybe it feels like I'm being seen as broken yeah. as opposed to just this is part of the cycles that I go through. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like me to be doing better? Well, if you could bring me chocolate and french fries more often, that would be really helpful. <laughs> Medicinal french fries. That's funny. I'm I'm just kidding because... No, you aren't. You would love french fries. Sometimes. Not all the time. Yeah, no, though. Just sometimes. And... and I don't, sure. I really don't want to eat cookies like your Aunt Roberta and blow up. <laughs> <Eat> cookies. <laughs> 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 
line from while you were sleeping. If you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. Oh my gosh. You asked me what you could be what you could do that would be helpful. If I reached out, if I initiated, so while you're in a depressed state, you having to do something to get help, sometimes it's hard to generate that energy. Is it helpful for me to check in with you and go, honey, how you doing today? Honey, I want to do this for you to try to help you and give you the right of refusal. Right. That's helpful. But I think what be what would be even more helpful for me, mm-hmm. because you read me really well. We read, we read each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. On days that it's really noticeable, Mm -hmm. if instead of asking me how I'm doing, maybe stating something like, it doesn't look like you're doing well. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what word, what verbiage to put to it because... It's empathy and validation. Yes, as opposed to me having to drop the courage to say, yeah, I'm not doing good. I can read the nonverbal message that you're sending. Right. And validate it and confirm if it's right or not. Right. And and then that gives me the ability to say, oh, well, I just look worse than I'm actually feeling yeah. or yeah. no, I am really feeling that way. That Thanks re- for noticing. And that requires me to actually be attentive <clears throat> and pay attention and not just be in maintenance mode or functional mode. Right. Of, you know, I got a lot of stuff I'm doing and I come in and out of the house really fast. I got things to be doing and I could easily miss that. So I need to be attuned to you and see what you need. Some of it for me too is with knowing the job that you do and what that takes and requires of you. I just don't want to sometimes add Mm. one more thing when I, when you walk in the door and I can tell yeah. That your emotional cup is empty. empty. And here I'm just one more thing. I don't want to be one more yeah. thing yeah. for you. So You're never just one more client. Well, no, life. not one more client. I just one more emotional pull on you. You're never that. One of the aspects to having a secure marriage is being able to write out the seasons and the times when one or both of you aren't doing really good. Yeah. A secure marriage doesn't mean a happy marriage all the time. <laughs> all the time, right? Man, we could clean up if we could come up with that. <laughs> so you could have a happy marriage forever and never have any problems and never right. have depression or struggles or grief. Man, we would retire really fast. But a secure marriage means when the difficult times come for you or me, We know how to weather them, and I know that you'll feel better. This is part of the bag of crazy that I married, and I learned about after we were married. I didn't know you had seasonal affective disorder because we didn't live up here. We lived in San Diego. It was beautiful. Right. And so we only learned about this afterwards, and it's still not a deal breaker. It's still not one of these, are you kidding me? Really? Suck it up and let me know when you're better. I'm I'm willing to go through this with you. And this isn't a deal breaker, which is what makes us a secure marriage. And I actually want to know how to go through it better so that I can support you. And you don't have to be happy. You don't have to be better. You actually don't have to be better. And I still love you and I'm still going to be here. It'll be harder on both of us. It just means we aren't having as much fun and we have to just be a little bit careful-er around each other and be careful not to be extra snappy with each other or disappointed or discouraged. Right. It means that we have to be more in tune and, and aware. Well, and just putting into the into the secure marriage framework, it's 
putting into practice the empathy piece. Empathy piece. And the needs piece. And the needs piece. Because you understand that this is part of me and who I am, and it's not something that I have control over or... Um, it's an, and you're not going, well, just come on, get over it. Or all those different things that, that people who lack empathy and lack understanding what your spouse's needs are. They try to fix it. Yeah. would try to fix it. And you, you are very good at not trying to do that. Part of the reason why I don't always share how I'm doing is because I fear that instead of just being in it with me, there's going to be this, well, well, you ate a whole bunch of junk food yesterday. No wonder you feel terrible today. Kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that fix it piece or the blame accusatory, accusatory piece. And so, yeah, I try um, not to do that. Yeah. And you do a pretty good job I, of not doing those yeah. things. Yeah. This is our week. This is just kind of real life for where we're at right now. We actually had a whole nother topic scheduled to kind of uh, talk about on this podcast. But when I came home and I see my wife curled up on the couch in the fetal position, not looking so good. I was watching a movie, but I wasn't doing great. We want to let you guys into our real world, the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, the the good decisions and not so good decisions sometimes that we make. And so we know Shannon's not the only one who wrestles with a seasonal affective disorder or who's going through a depressed time right now, who's just in a really difficult situation and they, they are struggling, you are struggling, you're discouraged, you're disappointed, you're frustrated. And it contributes to some of the tension and stress in your marriage with with your husband or your wife. We want to let you know, number one, you're not alone in all of that. Um, You have company in in our story here. And there's also help that that you don't have to stay stuck in that that state. If you don't know where to begin, probably the best place to go is securemarriage.com. And you can start with the three free videos that are on that that homepage there. And then it will actually lead you through a process where you can have access to um, our online workshop, um, which goes goes through all of the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. We're actually in the process of revamping all those videos right now. Um, And so when those are released, those will be available for you. There's actually a discount right now. We want to make those resources available because we don't want you to feel stuck. We don't want your marriage to be any harder than it needs to be. And again, this is our real life on a random Monday in the middle of uh, January. So if that would be helpful for you, securemarriage.com is the place to start. Other than that, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's enough for you today. It is, isn't it? All right. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out how you can build your own secure marriage, go to securemarriage.com. And if you have a chance, subscribe to our show on iTunes or however you get your podcast, and leave us a review while you're there. You can also write us at podcast at securemarriage.com or follow us on Facebook. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Yeah, you try it. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to support your struggling spouse.
Wow. Did I do okay? You did. You want to try it so we can pick the best? <laughs> pick the best? No, I'm not going to have a pick try the best. <laughs> you have that sexy DJ voice. Mine didn't have that. <laughs> no, it didn't, did it? <laughs> you want to do two, then we don't have to do one next week. We could do two. Or have one in the bucket. Yeah, or whatever you call two. it. In the, in the can. In the peanut butter. In the can. In the jar. <laughs> have one in the peanut butter. <laughs> Doggone it. Stupid tears that I don't have any control over. It's got snotty nose. No, it's not snotty. It's just drippy. Snotty would be. <laughs> Don't ask me to How's do that. that again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do not put that in the poopers, please. I'm putting that in. I'm putting that in. <laughs>